This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are listening to The City Vent. Proudly sponsored by the Westview Motor Company, supplying your new and used cars. Find us at westviewmotorcompany.co.uk Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of the City Event. Um, you're with myself, Adam Williams and Chris. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good. Nice to see you again yesterday in the sun. Although, I'm a little bit burnt on my forehead. <laughs> so I've got my hat on today, you know. Protecting from the sun rays, but yeah, it was a, it was a lovely day, hotter than I expected. To be honest with you, we had a couple of beers on North Parade, didn't we, mate? Which were nice. Yes, yeah, it was good. It was uh, it, it was just it, it just felt like a nice atmosphere again, didn't it? Um, it was a decent turnout for a friendly as well. Was it four thousand, four and a half thousand? And obviously they brought one thousand four hundred, whatever it was. It was incredible, but um, yeah, it was nice. The game itself probably wasn't. The best spectacle we've ever watched, but again, mm. I wouldn't read too much into that because it's a friendly. But yeah, good day, man. Really good day. Yeah, and you mentioned their fans total respect because they didn't stop singing the whole way through, and they were really loud. And obviously, for them, you know, they've got new ownership, um, and the club's been saved, so they're all sort of on a on a massive high. But the support are incredible, absolutely brilliant. Um, on a pre-season friendly as well, to create that much sort of, you know, raucous sound, it was it was good. The only thing I'd say is that most of them were in the Brat- Bratford Arms. Um, I feel like somehow we need to promote the uh, North Parade more because this is an away fan. I was, I was talking to uh, Ryan Bell, which is a City fan about this before, and we're saying like it's so good for away fans, that North Parade area, because so many pubs that you can go in and bars and somehow it needs promoting more to away fans because it's brilliant. You don't get that on many way days, do you, mate, really? No, you don't. And you're right. I don't know if it's the police who, who make them go to the Bradford Arms. I don't know. But, um, I, I mean, to be fair, there was a few Derby fans who were on North Parade. That, you know, and I was talking to a couple of lads after the game, a couple of Derby boys, and they were saying, you know, that they were forced to go into the Bradford Arms. But they had a couple of beers in North Parade and really enjoyed it. And I think it's interesting. Like, when I've brought my friends over from, from Leeds or whatever to go watch City, you know, before they... Before they went to the game, they were like, "Oh, no, this is going to be, it's going to be boring in Bradford," and they absolutely love it. And they still go on about it. And it was about a couple of years ago how much they enjoyed uh, City Centre, certainly North Parade and and the bars and stuff. Because there's plenty up at North Parade. It's great. I really, really like North Parade. 
good beers as well. Really good selection of beers, you know, proper hand pulls and IPAs and what have you. So something for everybody. So I'm with you, love it. And I feel like it should be, I don't know, represented more or maybe the club could push it out, but then the club probably want the fans drinking in there and spending money. So it's one of them in it. But, but yeah, it was a really nice day. Like we say, we got beat 2-0. Um, Performance-wise, what are your thoughts, mate? Anybody stand out to you? Um, anybody that you're a bit worried about? Yeah, I, I absolutely loved Harry Lewis. Um, I think I was even mentioning to you after about two, three minutes, I went, this kid, you know, this kid is a player. Just a lot of confidence. He, you know, he wasn't rash at any points. He knew his positioning. Uh, his distribution was brilliant. In fact, I think it was so good. It was flawless that you maybe didn't even notice it as much. Just a very, very strong player. I think he's really enjoying his time as well at City at the moment as well. He seems to be quite a happy chap. Uh, he gave his gloves away at the end of the game. Obviously, as well, he, you know, he donated £100 to us for our cause, which is amazing. Just just what a guy. And, and we really, really appreciate that. Uh, but no, I, I thought he was brilliant, Harry. Um I think um, plays I was a little bit worried about, uh, you know, I'll mention this, the, the video will be coming out. It probably already come out, so you might have seen that first. Frelkeld, just again, he just seems to be, doesn't, he's not vocal. We've mentioned this before. He's not vocal at all. And he just seems to be that it's him and then the rest of the team. Uh, there was a couple of times where players were saying to him, you need to push forward, you need to push forward. And then he'd be like, oh, all right, okay almost like he needed to be told exactly on the pitch what to do. Um, he was quite slow, sluggish. Um, the wing-backs, we just weren't very good, were we? Really, at all. No. Very, very worried. Full-backs, we were quite worried. Yeah, we are. And we know that they're not going to be the starting full-backs. Um, we've got better there. Um, Ride all for one and folds. I think they should be able to do a job on one side. But the right-hand side for me is worrying. Um, I saw Luke Kendry after the game speaking to a couple of fans and he said he's a few weeks away. So Sutton's a few weeks away as well. So who's going to start at right back, you know, um, that first game of the season? Are they going to be back in time or are they going to be still a bit unfit because they're still recovering? Do we need somebody in? We both think yes, don't we, mate, on right back. And we've been saying it for weeks, but we really do. Um, touching on Harry Lewis as well, totally agree with you. Total professional, to be honest with you. It feels like he's, it feels like he's been around the game for years. Do you know, you get these pros coming, like we had Colin Doyle a few years ago and they'd, you know, they'd play the game for, you know, touching 15, 16 years and he's not, he's still a young lad, but he just seems really, really professional and the way we try to organise the back four and rollicking him as well when that ball went in the back of the net, you know, players like Songway were rollicking who've been in the game for, again, for years and I really like that, that's what you want in a goalkeeper, commanding presence, so yeah, magnificent as well what he did for the cause, um, £100 he put into the, um, the fund, so thank you so much for that, really appreciate it uh, and like you said at the end, it was the only player to come across to the fans at the end of the game and he yeah. gave, um, I'd say, a young lad the goalkeeper gloves. So, touch a class that we really like it, though, when you buy into that as a City fan. Yeah, he, he seems such a genuine guy. Uh, I know that we've kind of briefly saw him at BPA. Really friendly chap, really nice guy. Um, he's not the tallest of keepers, but as I said to you, Pickford isn't particularly the tallest of keepers. Um, but I don't think that that's an issue. He made a couple of good saves. Uh, as I said, his positioning was reasonably good. Um, he just got put into trouble a couple of times. I mean, compared to their keeper, blooming neck, ten times is better than their keeper. Their keeper was just was pretty terrible, to be honest. It's a shame that we didn't press or make more, you know, create more chances to, to go against him because um, he just panicked all the time. 
looked terrible. Yeah, it, it did. And I think, you know, it's a pre-season friendly. They looked more up for it than us. I feel like we looked jaded. We looked tired. We didn't look as up for it as what Derby did. Um, we had a couple of chances. Obviously, Jamie Walker tried to lob goalkeeper at one point, which were a bit exciting. It didn't, didn't come off and Andy Cook got a header cleared off the line. But in general, you can't read too much into it. I know people want us to get off our feet and excited, but... You're not going to see it against that. That team really is championship standard. Somebody posted the value of the team and it's ridiculous for Derby. I know we're thinking we've got championship players and quality there, but they've literally got a team built up of championship quality players. So, yeah, I think it was a decent outing for fitness. Um, Mark Hughes has got an idea of who he wants to you know, keep in there and who he doesn't, maybe. I think that's probably what he was testing out because you saw the likes of Kelleher, Thwellkeld, again for me, Staunton and Finn Cousin Dawson. I hate saying this, and we mentioned this yesterday because the homegrown players, them two, and you really, really want them to do well. But totally got found out, um, particularly for me, Staunton in the first half um, against uh, Mendes Lang. Yes, Mendes Lang's brilliant, but I don't think he did anything too exceptional. He just knocked the ball past him and beat him. I think positionally, Staunton was off it yesterday. And is he more suited to centre-back? Probably. Um, but yeah, I really thought like he, he got caught out, mate. Thoughts? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think Minter's Ling was absolutely quality, though. I really do. Um, he's such a big, a big guy, but he's so fast. Um, he just tortured us that first half. Absolutely tortured, tortured us. And um, yeah, I agree. It just seemed like every time that ball came over the top, that Stoughton was struggling straight away. And again, we're same with Finn as well. It's um, the problem is with the right back situation. It's we've probably got too many players in that position, but they're just obviously not good enough. So whether we bring in a fifth, I don't know. But we're going to have to. We're going to have to do something. Or, as I've, I've, I've mentioned before on previous podcasts, is are we going to play 3-5-2? Are we going to play with three central defenders and then a couple of wing-backs? I know you don't think so, but I could be wrong. But I, that's that's what I wonder. And then have Levi on the right wing, uh, right wing-back. We haven't seen it once, have we? I think let's see what happens in the next two friendlies. But he hasn't played that formation in any of the halves we've played, any of the pre seasons, not even last season. So I can't see it. I know you make a valid point because we have got some really good strength at centre back, but I just don't think he's going to do it. But time will tell. And I think it'll tell us that looking at the formations in the next couple of games that we've got on friendlies. Um, for me, the best right back in the club, which is ridiculous, really, is Levi Sutton. Because he's just, he can play anyway. He's, he's a utility man. But he, and that's bad to saying it, that your best right back isn't actually naturally, you know, right back player, I guess. So to me, that that's red flags. You need somebody else in there. Yes, he can play there, but is there going to be better out there for us to push up where we need to be? Yes. Um, there's been a few links. I can't remember the name of the guy now. Was it Callum Johnson or something we got linked to um, as right back? But that yeah. seemed to have sort of gone stale a bit. So yeah, I feel, I feel like we do need to improve. Was nice to see a couple of the younger lads come on as well, mate, wasn't it? So we saw um, Bobby Point come on and Charlie Wood. So that that was lovely. Nice touch. And I don't know if anybody heard this, but we did post it out um, that it did say as sponsored by the City event. So we have decided to sponsor Bobby this season. Um, whether he's going to get much game time at City, we don't know. We really hope so. He looks like a really exciting talent. Uh, it's about time some players started coming through and, and doing bits, really, for the first team. But... It's exciting, isn't it, mate? It was nice to hear that when they read it out. Yeah, because I said to you, didn't I? I went, I'm pretty sure they just said the City event. Yeah. And, and then yeah. I started to doubt myself. And uh, obviously, we saw the video. And that, that was really, that was brilliant. I'm really chuffed with that. But we just wanted to do something for, you know, like we said, we've done this off our own back. 
Um, we wanted to sponsor a player. We did look at it, and to be honest with you, we've mentioned Bobby so much in the in the podcast in the past that for us it was it was an obvious choice and um, very excited about what will happen. You know, I, I, again, we don't we don't expect that he's he's probably going to play much this season. Uh, I imagine he'll probably go out and learn somewhere, but still, we're happy to do it. And um, all the best, Bobby. We've uh, we've got your support, mate, and um, hopefully you'll have a great season wherever you're at. Exactly. Make sure you follow us back, Bobby, as well on Twitter because we followed you, mate. So, you know, we're sponsoring you now. Yeah. Here's a follow. Why not? And, oddly enough, talking about follows on Twitter, yesterday I got a notification to say that Burnley FC, the official account, followed us on Twitter. Check this morning. The bloody unfollowed us. So, that's interesting. What we, what we said yesterday, we were joking, me and Chris as well, because we said it's funny that Burnley FC have followed us before actual our own um, official Bantams account. So, you know, work that one out. But, yeah, that were odd. I don't know if somebody said that the media man maybe at Burnley is a City fan. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, I think he's there. Is it? I think he's Ellis Lee. I might be wrong yeah. with that, but I know it's, it's Ellis. Um, he, I know that he used to work at the club and now he works at Burnley and I'm pretty yeah. sure he's like the media man for them now. So, uh, if it was that he'd been looking at our tweets and things like that, so that then you've started following us. It's a shame. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't particularly like Burnley. But, um, I mean, I... I Keyfly FC for me. Um, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Not wrong with Keyfly. <laughs> it just always seems like there's just loads of Burnley fans in Keyfly. That's why I called Keyfly FC. Um, yeah, it was quite nice. But yeah, it would be nice to have City to uh, follow us. But I'm not... I don't think it'll probably happen, but we'll see. If you're listening, Lewis, Ryan, you know, give us a follow. <laughs> like and subscribe, whatever you call it. All that stuff. Um, just talking about Keyfly, though, for a second. I found that an interesting point. So, obviously, I was born in Bradford and I moved to Keithley. I've lived here for, what, 20-odd years now. I'm just short off. I'm not that old. Um, but for me, I've always thought that there's not many City fans in Keithley. But do you know what's really weird? Since we've done this podcast, so many people have reached out saying, oh, you live in Oakcliffe, which is like a stone's throw away from me and stuff like that. So, I like that. Because usually, when I was at school, it were Leeds fans, Man United fans, like you say, Burnley's loads of Burnley fans. Especially from, like, the Catholic communities in Keithley. A lot of them seem to follow Burnley. Um, and Bradford teams are a minority team, even though it's the closest team. But I feel like that's building momentum a bit and there's more City fans um, day by day. So that's nice. It's nice not to be alone, Chris. Yeah. I, 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 listen, I'm not I'm not knocking Keithley at all. I'm just saying that right, it just always seems that, there, like you said, there's a lot of Burnley fans in Keithley. And um, yeah, it's good. I, to be honest with you, I, I just feel that it, we are getting that feel-good factor. But you know, I, I work in schools and, and to be honest with you, like a lot of the, the young people, that there are more City fans than there used to be. Um, you know, I mean, who wants to be a fan? I was saying this to someone yesterday. Who wants to be a fan of like Man City and Man United, your Chelsea's and all that lot? When you can support your own local club, go to the games and enjoy it and be a proper fan. Why do you want to watch a game on TV and then, you know, just be an armchair fan? I mean, I just don't understand that. I don't get it at all. I mean, if you go to the games and you, you support those teams, great. But there's just nothing like supporting your own team, is there? There's nothing like live match day experience. Walking down to the ground with the sea of colour of all the fans. And we've done a vlog, actually, to show you the walk down. And, you know, the smells of the food and what have you. And the sounds and the pitch and what have you. It's just, it's just wonderful, isn't it? It's just something that I think you take for granted a little bit um, when you're part of it. And it's it's nice to be part of Bradford because you do feel like you're part of some sort of not cult, but mm. I don't know. I know it's a club be part of, but I don't know. It feels like you're part of something special, and this season even more so. Um, again, the, the amount of replica shirts on on show yesterday was unbelievable. I've never seen so many, and it was lovely to see. Um, I didn't wear mine, 
You are yours. I think you've got the same shirt on you had on yesterday. I have, yeah. I've lost it. Have you? I bet. Um, it was sunny enough for it to dry yesterday, wasn't it, in fairness? But, um, but yeah, I didn't have mine on, but yeah, it would be nice to see so many. And a lot of adults wearing them. You don't see that as often people, jib adults who wear football shirts and stuff like that. But for me, I'm all for it. If you want to wear a shirt, wear it. Proud to be wearing colours, you know? Yeah. I, good... I... Sorry, go on. We've got good colours, haven't we? The distinctive. Why not celebrate that? Yeah, it was... Um... And I'll tell you what I loved. Um, so when I, I was getting a beer at half time and there was a family and there was about five, six of them. And so there was mum, dad and, and the kids and whatnot. And I think they probably were a grandparent as well in there. And they all had the city shirt on and it was brilliant to see, you know, all six of them had the home shirt. And I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's brilliant. I think this is going to surely be the record um, sales for a shirt we've had in a long time. Surely. Yeah, but last year, I think the home shirt were like the record seller, wasn't it? That white mm. one, which is odd. Yeah. So this one for me is like miles above it. So you'd, you'd like to think that it'll outsell it um, by a bit, hopefully. I, I think so, because I think it's brilliant. I think just the only problem is with it is the sizing a lot of people are saying, but just get a size up, just go and try it. Don't order it online. Go. I mean, I it's easy to say for people that live away, but if you live away, order a size up. If you live near, get down to the ground and buy one and buy something else while you're there. Um but just talking about kits, going off on a tangent a little bit, the away kit, we keep saying to people, we think it's coming next week, we think it's coming next week. Now, we're 20 days away now from the start of the season. We've got two kits to announce. Got to be this next week, can't it, mate? Yeah. Well, I mean, we do sound like a broken record because I had somebody even message me and went, mate, you've been saying this for like the last two, three weeks now that it must be coming this week. We haven't got a clue. But it's got to be because we've got two shirts to bring out. Yeah, I just wonder whether they've delayed it slightly because of the popularity of the home shirts so that they can sell more home shirts. Um, that's the only thing that I can think of is because of the popularity of that, that they want to do that. And then they'll bring out the away shirt. But it's got to be, it's got to be soon. Definitely. I think, I mean, you know, I think as a fan, sometimes you just want to see, you want to see them all, don't you? You want to see them there and ready to rock and roll. But from a marketing point of view, from the club, it's the right thing that they're doing, really, because if you put all three out there, somebody's going to say, well, actually, I prefer that one, Mum, can I have that one? Whereas if you do your home shirt, you buy it, two weeks down the line, three weeks, whatever, that away kit comes out, and it's like, oh, wow, that is stunning, I want it. Mm. So it's, it is the right thing to do, really, um, and you want your club to be making money anyway, so it's one of them. But we just want to see it, and we want to see who's right, me or Chris, black and white or not. I mean, I say black and white. It's either black and white or grey and white or something like that that I've been told. Oh, you've Don't changed the tune. You've ch you were so black and white. You're not. I'm not having that. Not a chance. <laughs> I know. Do you know what though? There's been a, a rumor about Andy Carroll signing, and obviously we're playing Sunderland, aren't we, in a pre-season friendly? So can you imagine if, like, the day before or whatever, they announced the away shirt with Andy Carroll wearing it, black and white stripes, like he wore at Newcastle just before the uh, the Sunderland game? That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? I'd like that. That'd be amazing. But uh, I, yeah. I, I do think that because obviously we're playing York away next week, I think that'll probably be the shirt that we wear, the, the away yeah. shirt. So I think we'll know by then, surely. Surely you would imagine that that will have come out for that game. Yeah, I think so. Next week, got to be. Fingers crossed. Talking about York, have you seen their new logo? It looks like a beer mat. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah. It, uh, yeah. I'm not sure what I think of it at all. Although that away kit, that um, chocolate-coloured away kit is Beautiful. unreal. Yeah. Beautiful shirt. Never seen anything like that. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen anybody slate it either. I think um, that shirt is incredible, and I actually really like Coventry's home shirt this season. Oh, Coventry's um, whole shirts, the whole of them, Hummel, aren't they? Unreal. The goalkeeper shirt. Have you seen it? 
Yeah, I think that it's based on that Denmark goalkeeper shirt, isn't it? From like when they won the Euros, I think. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous, absolutely lovely. So yeah, they've pulled the they've pulled the blinder of commentary, but have we as well? Have we got two more lovely kits to follow? We'll have to see. Um, so yeah, just touching now on the training camp. So the guys have been away. I think we could tell that from yesterday. I mean, Chris certainly could have looked a bit tired and what have you. But I tell you what, mate, following that on social media. It just was it was lovely to see, like they were filming each other and they just looked so happy, didn't they, and part of a, a really good unit. It was great to see. Love that content. What are your thoughts on that, mate? Completely agree. You know, it was really funny with uh, the videos with, uh, was it Young, Young and uh, Harrett? Um, yeah. Just having a laugh and uh, enjoying themselves. And there was also the video, I don't know if you saw the one where it was, uh, was it Songo and Osadibi and they were uh, speaking in Spanish? Yeah, yeah, in the pool. Yeah, I did see yeah. that, yeah. It was quite funny. And then obviously you've got your Andy Cooks, who's, uh, you know, the picture of him when he's on, you know, he's in the buggy uh, playing golf and he's yeah. pulling faces. And it does, it just seems to be a very, very positive um, morale. Uh, you know, they they do genuinely seem to be getting on really well. And, and that's why it was perfect for them to get away. You know, I mean, we could go back again about yesterday, and I, I think that a lot of it. I mean, to be fair, Mark Hughes even said, "I'm I'm quite happy with what I saw or what I wanted from this, rather than uh, the performance." I think he was quite happy with the energy levels. Um, I, I'm going to mention. I know we're going back a little bit, but I'll mention this, and then we'll go back onto the training camp. But also, Andy Cook uh, looked very fit in the second half. Uh, but yeah, it. You know, the training camp itself, it, it seems to have been really, you know, really, really positive. Um, and let's hope that continues. Let's hope that they, you know, they, they are building something. And uh, well, they are. Mark Hughes is just, I still pinch myself that we've got Mark Hughes. Yeah, I think the team were interesting yesterday, though, wasn't it? Because we didn't see the likes of Gilly playing and Critchlow and then players like that. And our man, Odisuna, please play him, Mark. We need, we need to see him. He's got to play at York, hasn't he? He's got to play, please. We need to sing a song to him. Um, yeah. But yeah, interesting that certain players weren't there. Critchlow we saw, um, and Odyssey were there as well. We saw him after the game, and I called Critchlow a Rolls-Royce, um, quite <laughs> embarrassingly for Chris. I went, you're a Rolls-Royce, you, mate. And he went, oh, cheers, take that. But to me, it looked like one. And that, for me, that's a dilemma, isn't it? Because, this might be controversial, but going back to the game again a little bit, I didn't think Songo were overly convinced in the first half when we were playing football out from the back. <clears throat> Made a couple of errors. At one point, they actually passed the ball back to Lewis and put him in a lot of danger, and... Thankfully, it went away or whatever, but Lewis gave him a right bollocking for that. Mm. Songo concerns me a bit for playing football from the back. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I had this, I've had this argument last season that he's not, he's, his preferred position or his main position is not a centre-back. You know, he was made to play that last season because of obviously the, the mess-up with Canavan and obviously Adams and, and whatever happened there. Um, we were just very, very short defenders. So for me, I felt felt like he was fitted in. However, of course, he was for me. He was a player of the season. There was there was no doubt about that. You know, he's. But yeah, he's he, he had a terrible first ten minutes. He got back into the game and and you know he did make a, a couple of really really strong typical Songo clearances uh, where he puts his entire body in the in the, on the line because he just doesn't care. Yeah. I don't know if we can read too much into that, Adam. Again, I think that we, you know, I, I think there has been a little bit of um, knocking on social media about that. I, I really don't think we need to be concerned about that yet. Um, as I said, he grew stronger. He's going to be rusty. You know, he played 45 minutes against BPA, which, to be fair, mate, he was. I thought he was really good. 
So I think we're probably, as fans, been a little bit harsh here. Maybe because we've got more options. Um, what do you think to that? I think for me, the big thing is, I don't know who's going to start. That's that's what's head scratcher for me. And I, I kind of like it because you've got four solid centre-backs there. We haven't seen Odisuna yet, but we know his quality. We've seen him um, as fans playing for another club and we really like him. So I want to see him. Matty Platt played at left centre-back yesterday. Um, solid, really. First half, no problem. Kelleher for me, um, again, I think he's going to be on the move. I just don't think he's going to get anywhere near the team. I don't actually think he's, he's terrible. He was at Carlisle, yet yeah, granted, he were awful. But I don't think he's a terrible player. He wins a lot in the air, to be fair to him. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be on the move. But I, I think the dilemma for you, for me, is who starts? And if you ask me now, who, who do you think is going to start? I couldn't tell you. Um, I'd like Odisuna and Critchlow. To be honest with you, but I think they're both left-sided centre backs. Yeah. So I'd probably play Obi sooner and Platt, but I just love Critchlow. I think he's brilliant. I really yeah. do. So I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I really don't. And, and Critchlow were massive, by the way, when he walked past us. Chris looked like um, a Sabutio character when he was. <laughs> 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 he, did. he did. So he, he was a big boy though, and he's like got big predator hair and everything. He just he just looks apart, doesn't he? He just yeah, does. But- Apparently, before the game, he was he was um, training on the pitch, and apparently, he was just like an absolute monster, um, yeah. training really, really hard. Uh, apparently, for like forty minutes, he was just doing uh, a lot of running, um, a lot of fitness. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I really like him. I think he's, I think, uh, for even BPA game, he looked incredible. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I think you're probably right. I don't think they'll play Critchlow and Odessina together. Because they're both left back, but then in a way, I wonder whether why we didn't play Platt on the right hand side. Maybe it's just seeing for depth, like for throughout the season, yeah. where people are comfortable playing. Maybe it's just it is it's pre season. It's it's for him to work things out. But I think when you come to York and Sunderland, you'd like to start to see that starting eleven. Maybe maybe at least at Sunderland to know what he's going to do. But it's totally his choice. I believe in Mark Hughes blindly. I've got blind faith in him. Let him do it. Wants to do, but. The qualities there to see. We're speaking about these things now. A couple of seasons ago, even last season, you're thinking you don't know who's going to start because the quality is not that great. The only positions that would say that, and like we mentioned before, is at fullback. So we'll have to see. Fingers crossed, bringing the right back in. But for me, Rydal really be a hold his own on the other side. It's just because he's been there and done it. He's got the experience and folds his good back up. I can't say the same for the other side, and that's what concerns me. So moving on, mate. The cop display. So. Um, I don't know if we've been live, actually, since we've done the, the fundraiser for the cop display, but just to sort of describe it a little bit for anybody that's not heard about it. So it's the first game of the season. We're planning on doing a T4. Um, and basically what that is, is the Sunderland game in the cup that we had probably in, what was that, six, seven years ago? Yeah. Where we held the piece of card up that were different colours, like my scarf behind me. We're going to do that in the cup, in lines. Um, we've got the actual funding now to do that. So thank you very much for everybody who's donated. Um, really appreciate it. We also want to get a flag, however. So we're a bit short of that at the moment. So we want a flag that's going to float along as well. We hope. That's what we envisage in our head anyway. But quite a large flag that's going to go across the cop. We've done a competition. So if, if anybody wants to enter, you can do. We'll just extend that a little bit. Get your flags in as soon as possible and we'll put the deadline on Friday because that's really when we need to order it. Uh, next week. So what will that be Friday? The what, Chris? You can work that out for me. Um, while he's doing that. Yes, yeah, so we'll put a deadline on. So you give us your designs. We've got some already. We'll put them into the pot and then we'll have a poll on Twitter to say 
which one's your favourite and we'll get that one done if we get the funding because that's a big thing that we need at the minute. But yeah, the T4's ready to rock and roll. We've put the order in. So yeah, first game of the season, we're all going to be there and then we'll see all of a sudden, hold them up and we'll all hold them up and it'll look like Claret and Ember strikes down the cop. And if anybody's not seen that before, look on YouTube for the Sunderland video because it looked absolutely incredible. The rest of the stadium as well, if you can join us with the scarf parade, as much colour as you can bring, bring your shirts, new shirts, balloons, anything. Let's just make it a bit like a carnival atmosphere for the first game and get right behind the lads. That's the plan. What day is it, Chris? I've just forgotten again. <laughs> talk too much. Uh, it's 22nd really. of July, 22nd of July. So Friday 22nd, we'll hold the poll, decide. I don't know if... Are you sure? That's 12 days away, mate. Is that right? Next Friday. Right, it's going to have to be before that then. I'll put some details on Twitter about the vote and stuff like that because we do need to get it made before the 30th and give them enough notice. 15th, 15th, 15th of July. Let's do that, 15th of July. So get your designs in ASAP and then we'll put the vote out and we'll get it get it made. So, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it is. And, and you know, it, it is really exciting. And, and I know how, how much fans have got on board with it. And, you know, we've mentioned as well about Harry Lewis, who's given us 100 quid, but also for, the, for everybody else who's given us money towards it. It's phenomenal. And, and this is what I love about the community of Bradford. You know, we're all getting together and... Blimey, just the fact that we've we've raised, you know, everyone's raised a thousand pounds so far is absolutely unbelievable. Um, we're hoping, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get that other other grand, and um, we, we, you know, we're able to do all this, and we just want to bring some atmosphere back to the club. That's that's what we're seeing it as, and and hopefully, you know, that first game it's going to strike a lot of fear into the derby players. They go, oh my god, what is derby. this? Doncaster, you mean Doncaster? Don't worry, mate. Derby's Doncaster. on the mind. <laughs> the Doncaster yeah. game. So we want to strike fear into the Doncaster fans. Yeah, because in years gone by, that cop has sucked the ball in the net. It's it's happened year on year where we've got behind the lads and as soon as we're getting loud and we're getting lively, that's when the ball, when we score. You know, when we get behind them. But, you know, it's it, it works both ways. You need to get behind something. And last season, the atmosphere was so dull and terrible, quite frankly, because the football was just appalling. We'd score a goal, we'd sit back that bit. You know, it was just horrendous. So we're hoping the Mark Hughes brand of football is going to be more exciting so you can get behind it. But to aid that, you know, we are looking to do this um, this display, which is really exciting. We're calling it The Wall. Um, our friend Andy Carr came up with it. He was very proud of the title of The Wall. But, um, but yeah, we're hoping it's going to be a wall, like you say. A bit like the yellow wall that Dortmund have, trying to make it intimidating. And just a bit of fun, really. Just exciting. And I think kids will love it being part of it. And we just want to just feel like, you know, be part of that field of factor that's around the club at the minute. Let me get my teeth back in for a second. But yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting, isn't it, mate? We're, uh, we're riding on the crest of a wave and we just want it to be such a positive season, don't we? Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, we've got a busy, busy first game of the season, mate. Because obviously, as well, we will be doing the live podcast from the exchange in Bradford. So. Also, I was going to mention as well, if anybody wants to help us as well, we've getting these, um, you know, getting the, these posters onto the to the uh, seats. We would massively appreciate that, really would. Um, we could get that done as soon as possible. We've got a couple of people at the minute, but if there's anybody else wants to do it, that would be great. You don't have to, obviously. But if you'd be interested in it, drop us a line and uh, we'd love for people to help us out with that. We can't get you out, though. You, you can't get out for it. I'm sorry. So, you know, if you want a freebie, you might get a packet of, you know, a little packet of orange juice or something at Capri Sun. Uh, but no, honestly, as Chris said, we really would appreciate the help because it's going to be a mammoth task. Uh, somebody said to us, actually, Chris, that they, wanted to, they said, why just why just the cop? What about the, the family stand? And 
it's it's a massive deal. So last time they did it um, back in on the Sunderland game, it took them from eight a.m. in the morning till twelve noon just to do the cop, just to get them all out. So we've got to do that between us, and we do need some troops. So please reach out, send us a DM if you're interested. I know somebody already has. People have. Please message us again so we can list you down. We'll put you down, and then we'll arrange to meet before the game. So we're probably going to have to do it like eight-ish in the morning just to get it done. Um, so yeah, that'd be that'd be really good. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, we're just excited to do it out with mate. It's um, it's incredible. And you know what? What I will touch on. People say that we've got a poor fan base, and not poor as in numbers, but poor as in the quality of who we are and, you know, people on Twitter being trolls and all that kind of stuff. But to me, this shows how much of the good side of the fan base we have. Everybody wants to get behind it and it's great. And like you say, the game um, on Saturday as well, yesterday, it was great to see so many fans and interacting, you know, everybody talking to each other and even the away fans were saying how, you know, welcoming we were and stuff. And it's just great to hear. I feel like you see the good side of Bradford City in that sense. And then, you know, there is is bad sides. There is in all fan bases, but I really do think that we have got some fantastic fans and we should celebrate that. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, and this this is, again, it just shows you what the community can be like. Yeah, we can be we can be negative, but as you said, every club has got that. We, I just think that we're just seeing the good side and um, hopefully people are liking what we're doing as well. I think it's really important to mention, you know, um, <laughs> we're taking a risk with this, but you know what? We just feel that someone needs to do something. This is why even when we even started this podcast off was because we felt there was a need there that was a massive open gap. And then that's why we've done it. And like I said before, hopefully you guys like what our ideas, our plans. We've got bigger plans coming as well. We've got bigger ideas. And it's exciting, man, isn't it? It really is very exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, we're trying to branch into doing a, a vlogs and stuff like that. So <clears throat> we did one. I don't know if anybody's, if you've not seen it, it is on YouTube. We did one from the last game at Bradford Park Avenue and then me and Chris met up in Bradford on Saturday and so a bit of a jolly boys outing. But we are trying to do more vlogs. We've got one coming out from the game from yesterday. <clears throat> All the bits surrounding that, what we've done. So let us know if you like that, guys, if you want more of it. Um, we, we can do more of it. But obviously, we need to we need to know that you like her. If you just think, look at these pair of twits again. So, if you prefer the podcast, let us know. If you want us to do the vlogs, we're happy to do that as well. Do you know what's funny as well from yesterday? This is a bit of a side subject, but I'm showing Chris my trainers. So I've got these Adidas trainers that are really cool. Other brands are available. Um, they like walking on clouds. What were they called again? Are they called? You know cloud, what they're called? Cloud foam. Cloud foam or something. I don't know. I just like the look of them. But walking on them, honestly, it's like walking on clouds. Anyway, I says, you know, try this train on, Chris. What size is this? Is a size four? So, you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> I'm, only I'm only kidding. He has got he has got baby feet. He he's actually got one size uh, smaller than me, but let's not go into that. So I said, try my shoe on. And he took his shoe off. And he had the same socks on as me. The same exact socks. And we found it absolutely hilarious. So if anybody saw us comparing feet yesterday, it won't be weird. We had the same socks on. You know, it was just proper weird, proper strange. So there we go, mate. That's how the chemistry is evolving. We've even got the same outfits on, mate. Ah, oh, it's crazy because we were both like, oh, where'd you get them from? Eminem, Eminem Direct. Yeah, Eminem that's Direct. where I get them from. Yeah. It, was, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was funny. It was really funny. I'll tell you the other thing I mentioned about yesterday as well, actually, is that um, it was nice to have, uh, we had a couple of fans come up to us and talk to us. Um, if you see us, please talk to us, man. I, I, we can, we can. I know this is going to sound really cocky, but I don't mean it to. But we can see you, the, you know, the corner of your eye looking at us and going, "Oh, it's them guys." Um, come over and chat with us. I, 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 want, I really wanted to actually get a couple of fans on your stage so I could just um, interview them and just talk to them about their 
you know, their thoughts of what were going on and this, you know, how how they how they were feeling this season was coming up. So I was struggling to do that because nobody would. But um, please, honestly, we don't bite. Promise you, we don't bite. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got a couple of messages as well, direct messages saying somebody said to me, "This rod, nice smile, mate." I'm like, "What?" I said, "Chris, look at this." Um, and basically, I, I was smiling up to somebody that was sat in the northwest corner, and these these lads had seen me, and uh, they, I think they were just uh, jibbing me a little bit. So whoever that was, let me know because I can't remember that off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, if you just like I say, come and come and chat to us. We're just normal blokes, honestly. We don't think a lot of ourselves. We're just normal blokes. We're having a beer, and we did speak to a couple of people, um, which were nice. Uh, we're in the Sparrow, weren't we, having a couple of beers? So, again, if you do see us, don't be daft. Um, if you don't like us, don't speak to us. That's fine. If you don't like us, speak to us. Whatever you want to do, but we're open to chats. We don't think anything of ourselves above anybody, other fan or anything like that. We're just normal lads. So, yeah, definitely. So, talking about other things um, on the agenda, match day programmes and the end mm. of match day programmes, mate. How are you feeling about that one? Mixed. I, when I was a kid, I would always buy a programme every game without fail. As I got older, I, I can't remember the last time I bought a programme, if I'm absolutely honest. So for me personally, it's not it's not a massive loss for me. However, it does seem that this is the way, this isn't just Bradford City who are doing this. I mean, for instance, Scunthorpe have had this in, I think, for the last, at least the last year, maybe two years, and they do a virtual version now. I guess it probably just shows that they're not they're not profitable anymore. You know, it's obviously costing the club too much money. I, that's the only way I can th- see it. That's the reason why we stopped them. It's just the way of the world now. Um, do I agree with it? No. I, I'm, I think there should be a limited amount of programmes. It should be fair because certain people do collect them and it, and it, it needs to still happen. Um, it's a shame. I think he's probably thing but for me personally it doesn't affect me but I can see why people would be really upset about it yeah de- definitely and I feel like the other thing is as well as our, our, our fans there's obviously a way contingent that like to buy the the programs of the away days they've been to there's a following in that respect and it's just sad in it how things are changing like times change and obviously everything that's on your phone now it's like a computer really isn't it? that you're carrying around you can do everything on it you can see the line lineups everything on there the players for me back in day I remember looking at the back of programs because you always used to list the players and then you could cross-reference the numbers and you knew who they were. And I just, I loved that aspect of it as a kid. That were really exciting to me. And I don't know, it's, it's sad. It really is sad. And that's the part of me that's thinking, oh, you should still carry on to do it. But if it's losing the club money, I don't think they should. Um, I really don't. We need to be, you know, sustainable and profitable as a as a club, really. Um, but I do feel sorry for the contingent of fans and the kids that do like those. And could we do something like a subscription service, something like that? So I will say that a fan did reach out and they've said that they've set up a petition on Twitter. Um, so if you do want to sign that and get part of it and get behind it, he is going to present it to the club um, to see if they can do anything about it. And let's see, let's see how, it gets, how far he gets with it. What I will say is, though, there is the City Gent that you can still buy, which is a mm. fanzine, which is really good. So if you do want to buy something uh, on match days and things like that, that is always available. And it's, it's good, isn't it, Chris, that one? I love the City Gent. I, I... I've always bought it. I always really, really enjoyed it. Some great content in there. Um, so yeah, I just keep keep supporting City City Gen. I know that they, I think they were having a little couple of issues about a year ago. Maybe they, I can't remember what they were off the top of my head. Um, so we need to support them. You know, if we're losing the programs, so you guys who who really like those, I think it's really important that we you know keep buying the City Gen. Uh, they 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 work 
so bloody hard to to create that content. And it, like I said, it's always a really, really good read for me. Definitely. And like anything, you, you want to support any city media media outlet, I guess, whether it's, you know, written form or podcast or whatever, because if you don't, you, you end up losing it, don't you? And everybody loves any kind of Bradford City content. I'm the same. I always have been like anything that's Bradford City, I'll look at it. Twitter's been magnificent, really, for me, because I'm just i on it all the time, looking at new things about cities, transfers, all that kind of stuff, and I absolutely love it. What I hadn't noticed, though, I just looked at myself, and I'm matching pink on pink today. It's getting worse. I've got pink underpants on as well, Chris, and socks today. So there we go. I'm the, the lady in pink, the pink lady, as you might call me. So that's match day programmes. Like I say, if you do want to get on board with the petition, you'll find that on Twitter. Um, we'll put the link up there again, but it is on our feed. The next thing we're going to talk about is a story, um, and it's the Bradford Ball story. So a couple of fans, we, when we were doing the flag designs, people were putting the ball on it, and people were like, why the ball? Show us the ball, Chris. There we go, if you can see that. There we go. Okay, ball off. <laughs> Only kidding. Um, so the ball used to be our crest. Um, it's been our crest over a couple of years. Obviously, we've got the chicken or the bantam, whatever you want to call it. Now I've got the ball behind me as well, actually, my flag. Really cool flags. If you want one of them, get in touch with Ryan Bell. Um so, yeah, it's a story. It resonates with Bradford. Um, so, I wanted to tell you the story so you've got a little bit of background behind it. Here we go. If I cough, I apologise. Let me just clear my throat for a second. Okay. Undercliff was a setting for the legend of the famous Bradford boar. During the mid to late 14th century, there was a ferocious boar that lived in Cliffwood on the moors of Undercliff. The boar frequent, frequently drank from a well in the wood. The boar terrorised the population and caused much damage to land and property, so much so that the lord of the manor offered a reward for anyone brave enough to slay the boar and bring its head to the manor house. A hunter took up the lord's offer and lay in wait near the well, ready to catch his quarry and thereby claim his reward. The boar duly arrived and was shot by the hunter, who cut out the boar's tongue as proof of his victory and set for the manor house. A short time later, Another hunter, who had heard of the Lord's offer, was passing through the woods and saw the slain boar lying near the well. Thinking of the reward he would receive, he cut off the boar's head and he set off too to the manor house. Arriving there before the true victor, he claimed his reward for having disposed of the ferocious creature, but was unable to count for the boar's missing tongue. The first hunter then arrived and explained the true circumstances of the defeat, showing the boar's tongue as evidence of his victory, and received his rightful reward, a plot of land called Hunt Yard in Horton. So that is a story uh, yeah. behind the Bradford Bar, and I wanted to share that with you all because uh, I find it interesting. It's good history, isn't it? I like a That's bit of history. Great. That's a brilliant story. It's almost like a film, isn't yeah. it? I know. Please excuse my reading as well. You know, a couple of words have tripped up, and it's these bloody teeth that I've got in. I'm not fake teeth. They're... Um, Invisalign job is so yeah sorry about that guys so that's the Bradford Ball story a couple of people reaching out saying what's it about and I think the younger fans it's it's nice to know I love that that is my favorite badge I think it's awesome it's I don't know it's, it's quite inspiring isn't it the ball rather than a chicken um I don't know what you think there what's your favorite badge the ball um yeah we, there was obviously the vote was it last last summer to see whether we what the thoughts were on obviously a bantam um I mean, to be fair, in my lifetime as a City fan, it's always been a bantam. But for me, it's the ball. I, I, I don't know. It just it just feels natural. I know that obviously the, the bantam won um, for what was going to be the crest. So that's fair enough. We'll take that. But I just really like the ball. I do. I wish we brought it back. But listen. Do you know? Do you know? 
who knows, right? The third kit, could it have the ball in it? Because you've seen teams do this before when they brought like a badge back. I think Motherwell did it the season where they had the just the the, um, the actual wording of MFC on the shirt. Could we do something like that as a third kit? Because I think that'd be a massive seller. I think it'd be good for the club. I know they've got to design the, the logo and stuff like that, but it's ready to rock and roll. That one you've got on there is about as good as you're going to get. And if you put that on a shirt, it'd sell like hotcakes, I'm telling you, especially from the older contingent. So, yeah, big yes. fan of that. And I feel like, bring the ball back for me. Anyway, bring it back. So there we go. That's the story. If you want any more Bradford City stories, if you like the sound of my voice reading stories and it sends you asleep, let us know. And we'll uh, we'll happily do that for you over the coming weeks. So, the other thing, Chris, we've set up a fantasy Premier League, haven't we? We have, indeed. Do you do it often? Do you often do it year on year or do you not bother? I usually start it and then I forget, but I feel that me and you need to have a wager. Okay. Wager as in financially or wager as in dares or what are you thinking? Something or something. I think that we need to go against each other and, it needs to, and that the winner we, we, will look, or maybe someone could tell us what they think it should be. Okay. Um, but I think that that's what we need to do. All right. I like the idea of it. So if you've, have you got anything on the top of your head, like what the wager should be or anything like that? Maybe a tattoo of uh, the city event. Oh, okay. A tattoo of the city event. And where would you get it, Chris? <laughs> you would be getting it on your bum. <laughs> Does it deserve to be on a bum? Like, usually, tattoos that people get on the bums are ones that they really, really don't want. Now, the city event logo, as much as maybe we'll choose to get it right now, I don't think it's horrendous enough to put on a bum cheek. What do you think about that, really? I, I don't know. It's just. Uh... I'm just trying to think, but maybe maybe we maybe we choose apart from obviously the, the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe not maybe that's not, that. yeah. But I think I think we need to do that, and then obviously it'll make me do it as well. Uh, and yeah, and we'll see. See, you get team Yeah, we'll think about that. If anybody's got any ideas, don't be ridiculous. So, um, but if you have got any ideas, let us know of any dares or any forfeits that you think we should do for whoever comes below in the fantasy league uh, money we'll keep up we'll keep money away from it somebody actually said because we've got that many people in it why don't you do like um everybody's got to pay fiver to you know join it yeah. but let's keep money and betting away from it let's just enjoy it um i mean betting as in financially but we're going to put a bet on it but more something physical it could be that the loser has to buy another one a curry like a hot curry or something like that. i don't know but we'll uh we'll have a think about that i just wanted to touch on some of the names as well because we've had loads of entries into the uh, the fancy Premier League. I was going to rate them, but I just didn't have time. But I'm just going to read a couple of them out for you. I'm not going to read who the teams are, um, but I'll, I'll, sh- I'll show you. I'll, I'll read them out. So the best one, of course, is the City Fent bod- podcast by Adam Williams, of course. Um, we've got Jan Songol. Quite like that one. We've got... Um, let's have a look. Bonnie Bantams. I'm not going to read that one out. It's like the racist. Don't know why you've done that. Finding Timo. Oh. Jason. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to Wow. Props. Finding Timo. That is good. Your dad's sack FC. Okay. Um, Blink one Eto. <laughs> I don't know about that. I like this one. Earth, Wind and Maguire. <laughs> uh, Hughes Ball we've got. Um, I have a small wood. <laughs> the ani- the animal. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is a good one. Gangsters Allardyce. Oh, oh, genius. That is good. I'm just going to read a couple more out. Just loading the, uh, the screen. And then I'll, t- I'll tell you what mine will be. 
Okay, can't wait. Um, chicken tikka taka, like that. Um, let's have a look what else have we got. Charlesburg and Zogbia. <laughs> um, where's the Space Bar FC? Don't get it, but thank you. Um, Pain in Diaz. Uh, the Green Beans. And Hung Like a Horse. So, Chris, go on, tell us your name. Are you going to keep it as a surprise? Come on. No, I'll, I'll announce it now. So, do you remember when we had Naughty Naughty on trial? I do. So, it's going to be Naughty Naughty, very, very naughty. Love it. I like that. And Andy, didn't Andy uh, put a team in? I can't see it right now. I'm sure Andy put a team in. I need to have a look at it. I need to get it signed up to it. But, yeah, um, there's loads. My dad's pep. Um, Neville wears Prada. <laughs> Neville wears <laughs> Prada. So, yeah, um, if you're not sort of familiar with the concept of Fantasy League, uh, basically, you pick a team of uh, Premier League players for this next coming season, and week on week, you earn points on it. So, you know, if, I don't know. Let me think of a striker. Gabriel Jesus for Arsenal. Let's say he scored an hat-trick. You get loads of points, and then there's a league table with all the fans, so you move up and down the league table, dependent on results. So, anybody's welcome to join us. We've got loads of people already in there. There's a league, and there's also a cup. There could be a prize out there for whoever wins it. Um, we'll come back to you on that one over the coming season, but feel free to join. If you are interested in the joining link, you'll find it on our find it on our feed. And anybody, like I say, is welcome to do that. So, yeah, um, we'll put it out again if anybody's interested. But, yeah, thank you for the names as well. Really impressed with some of them. <laughs> they do tickle me. Some people are so, you know, they're so good at imagining things, and I, I'm not. I really are. But, yeah, there's, uh, there's some good ones out there. So I think we'll tie this episode up. So thank you very much, Chris, for joining me. Uh, and thank you for those that have listened to today's episode. Uh, if you've got any ideas for future content or anything that you'd like to see, maybe bringing the quiz back. I know Mick likes the quiz. Shout out to Mick there. Um, so if anything like that, any features, um, we've stopped doing the verses for, for the moment. We're going to do more of them as we go through the season when we've got some more ideas. Hot curries might be one. Who can finish yes. the curry first? Things like that. Um, just going back to one previous thing as well, before I do to, to sort of tail this off is the um, the exchange podcast that we're doing for the first game of the season. That may now be moved to after the game, quite possibly. So just watch out um, if we do put anything out on Twitter. Um, just because we've got to put all the stuff out for the cop, we might not have time to do it before. So we'll uh, we'll put everything out there in the coming weeks, won't we, Chris? But um, yeah, we don't know quite yet, do we? Not yet, but just keep your ears peeled. So yeah, I'll sign off again. So thank you very much for listening to this episode, guys. Um, we'll see you hopefully next week and watch out for the vlogs as well. Up the Bantams. Up the Bantams. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.